Good afternoon, passengers. I'm not trying to alarm you, but this is now Captain Bot 5000. My name is Dr. Arthur Miller. I am from the future and trapped in this Meccano body. I do not know how to fly. Oh boy. the pilots the podcast my name is aaron with me as always is my real man cameron how are you doing today honey you know when you see that really great show that's you know it's just going to stick with you for the rest of your life yeah and you just have that joy inside of yeah. your heart mm-hmm. not like that not like that not like that <laughs> like, that. <laughs> like <sighs> sexism in older shows is generally is makes great. me laugh generally like makes me laugh yeah because it's just so ridiculous and absurd. Yeah. However, because the government now owns my vagina, mm-hmm. I'm not finding this sexism funny. Yeah. I'm finding it I... as the road that paved the way for me to lose my ability right. to own my own body. I, I hear what so you're saying I'm there. So but... I'm not going to be like, oh, that's hilarious. These guys are mm-hmm. so predatory and rapey. And this guy is especially rapey. Yeah. Because she doesn't know that's not her husband. Yeah. No, I, so I'm I'm not okay with this. All right. And all that's right. me being very nice and civil about it. Yeah. I don't know even given the current the current political situation uh in America. Mm. Uh I don't know if you would have liked this anyway. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I but I wouldn't have been this harsh. Right. I don't think. I don't think you would have found it charming. No. Though, no, I wouldn't have. It's not good. I would have found like two things I liked about it, but in this case, I'm we finding nothing. Laugh. We had one laugh. What was that? Well. When, Were we laughing at it or with it? We actually laughed with it. What? I don't remember it. this. It was when he and his quote-unquote wife. Tom's wife, Sam's, uh, he's taking advantage of her. Uh Um, They're driving down at night, and he says something about the white lines in the road. He's like, it's hard to see with all the white lines in the road. And she's like... That would be a good idea. She's like, that's a great idea, honey. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, that was, like, the one... Yeah. We did not do it justice. I don't expect any of our listeners to be cracking up right now. But at the time... What little... What little joy there was to be found in this piece of shit show was in that one line. <laughs> and the Car Fox commercials. Oh, my... Oh, f***ing Car Fox. What the fuck? Okay. It's a nightmare. Here, it's, it's a, a nightmare. nightmare. It's a f***ing nightmare. What the hell is that piece of shit? It looks like... It's a demon, and it needs to be put down. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Sonic the Hedgehog before like the studio's like, oh, we got to fix this. Yeah, we gotta and then they just like recolored him. Yeah. And we're like, well, can't waste Well, it. put a shirt on him and call it Car Fox. He wears a shirt with his own name on it. Because <laughs> he can't remember what his name is. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Oh. But anyway, w- w- no more beating around the bush. Oh, yeah. What did we watch? We watched the... 1989. 1989, thank you. 1989 television show. Scott, back to Bacula starts already, and I'm, I'm already dreading I'm it. I'm dreading. I, I am know. dreading Enterprise. <laughs> dreading it. Because, um, like, 
Star Trek really doesn't have a great track record either. <laughs> no, 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 it does not. <laughs> it has a lot of progressive ideals, but it also is like, whoa. Yeah, I'm very much a five to six <laughs> you know, on, on the Star Trek scale. Voyager never really recovered no. from the Seven of Nine, no. just except your rape episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, feel bad for your rapist. You know. He's so scared <laughs> that he killed himself. <laughs> that, 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 like. Feel sorry for or your rapist. If there's a mo, I've never like been able to like. It's like the Simpsons things. Like you can see the exact moment when his heart broke. It's like that's the exact moment where the show jumped the shark. Wow! And Tom I was just Paris like Paris in a speedo over the shark. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, yeah, we're done now. <laughs> and it's been a very. It's been a very, very rocky, rocky ride. Ever rocky since. ride ever since then. Mm. But yeah, we did watch Quantum Leap. If you want to give us a show synopsis, just a. It, they're long. I'm going to give you a heads up on that. So if you want to give any, if you want to do any, some judicial uh, editing, feel free. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is an essay. Chapter one. <laughs> Show synopsis. During a government experiment into time travel, a scientist finds himself trapped in the past. Leaping. Quotes. <laughs> into the bodies of different people on a regular basis and sorting out their problems. Whilst... Whilst trying to get back home to his own time. It seems to me that the woman that he is, he leapt into the body of this man who's married to his pregnant woman. Mm. And from what I gather, her husband was an asshole, kind of alcoholic, possibly abusive. Yeah. I don't know how him being in Tom, quote unquote, his body is going to help when Tom comes back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's going to have like three days of being like, wow, that was nice. Wow, we danced. (laughs) We danced for a minute. You you treated me like I was special. (laughs) And then Tom comes back and it's just a nightmare. (laughs) Um, Do you want to get that long, long episode? Synopsis. Oh my God. Just so you know. I couldn't find a shorter one. I this looked. was a two part episode, but we only watched part one because I could not handle part two. Well, no. And, and most of the times when they do this, they combine them into one, one like, episode. But this they, was they actually, actually separated. So this was this actually said to be continued. We, we had credits. So we were allowed in this instance <laughs> to not watch well, it anymore. Not to, we were given permission by the television. By gods. the government. So thank you. <laughs> All right, episode synopsis. You can edit that if you need to. What the fuck is that? No, no, okay. I'm going to read it, (laughs) and I'm going to try to make it sound really cool and interesting. Mm. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I've been narrating lately, (laughs) and I have restrained a lot of my comments. My self-restraint is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I deserve medals. (laughs) Now. Although the Project Quantum Leap isn't ready yet, Sam Beckett doesn't listen to supercomputer Ziggy, hops into the accelerator, and leaps. As Tom Stratton, an Air Force test pilot about to attempt a dangerous flight. that That's a sentence fragment. Sorry. Yeah. Because that's how it's written. This was, the be- this, um, was the, this was the best I could find. Oh my god, this next line's hilarious. <laughs> Sam finds his memory Swiss-cheesed with only enough left to know that he is not where or when he belongs. According to Sam's friend and partner, Al, who appears to him as a hologram nobody else can see, Al explains that this project has gone awry, and in order to leap out of the pilot's body, Sam must successfully fly the X-2 to Mach 3, which according to historical records, ended in a fatal crash. 
Well, first of all, Al specifically says it went to Kaka. It went to Kaka. Okay, do you want me to give you my expectations? We sort of skipped that shit. Oh, well, I didn't think we had really gotten to that part. But yes, give me your expectations. Give me, give them, hit me with, hit me with your rhythm stick. I feel like I nailed it. Okay. A dumb dude will time travel and step on butterflies. Ooh. Crush him. Crush him. What if, like, a man who had a I can't read my own writing. A pathological (laughs) fear of butterflies went back in time. That's a plot. Because, like... It actually says, a dumb dude will time travel and step on as many butterflies as possible. But uh, my writing is such garbage, I'm like, dumb dude, butterflies. <laughs> That's all I got. You're criticizing these people with their uh, <laughs> their synopsis. No, I um, meant not my writing ability. Right. I meant my actual script. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. My actual script is insane now. <laughs> it used to be legible. Not anymore. Now it's just like, here's a scribble. Not in modern America. It's not. not. <laughs> I don't have time to make it pretty. <laughs> I don't have time to make it re- legible. <laughs> uh, my predictions, I gave you guys another haiku. Oh. Um, okay, I'm going to stop you right here, right now. Right. I want you to know, I love you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These haikus. <laughs> very popular, right? Maybe not do one next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Hit me with your haikus. Leap across the void. A quantum of solitude. Filling people's shoes. Uh-huh. This was starring. You know what? That's a better show synopsis than their show synopsis. (laughs) I'm forced to keep it concise, which is something this show really could have learned. Oh, God. Uh, This show was starring Scott Bakula as Dr. Sam Beckett. Oh, he's a doctor? Yeah, which is, he was actually named after Samuel Beckett, the playwright. Yeah, why? um, I have that in my other notes. I will tell you. Later. Later. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, he, you might know him from such movies as Major League, colon, yeah. Back to the Miners. Yeah. And I was forced to watch it by guess who? By me? Did I make you watch Yes, Back you forced me to watch that shit. Oh, I was, you know, I was actually thinking, like, maybe to close out Back to Back, we should No, watch. no, no. Uh, he was also in uh, some episodes of Desperate Housewives. Then we have Dean Stockwell as Admiral Al Calavici. He was in Married to the Mob and Dune, the uh, a ridge, the yeah, I recognize that. Sting. Yeah, this was released March twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. The Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics was the number one song, mm-hmm. and the number one movie was Fletch Lives. <laughs> and, oh, and just to give, um, and I have before we get too much further along. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more episode, uh, updates on the whole Barcelona situation. Oh God. Are we still on this? Well, I, 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 I misspoke last time. Okay. I said that Barcelona was the accepted Spanish pronunciation, except for in the, the like, certain dialect. Right. It's actually opposite of that. The, the lisp, the mm-hmm. TH sound, yeah. is actually the accepted Spanish dialect. That's how you should be saying it. It's actually, weirdly, in the Catalonia region where they use the S, where... Barcelona is. Right. But that would be like the non-accepted pronunciation. As far as like how Spanish uh, people, I I learned this, I'm going to keep the person anonymous, but uh, their husband (laughs) is uh, 
is sp- from Spain. Actual- a Spaniard. <laughs> He's a Spaniard. He's a Spaniard. And um, basically... Uh, that's, that's, that's such a cool word. The TH is, per, uh, from what I understood, yeah, it is a nice word. It's Spaniard. Spaniard. Isn't that a nice word? Nicer than pretty much any other kind of like. That's just such a nice word. Yeah. Right, right. Spaniard. It just sounds so fresh. Kind of sexy. Yeah, kind of sexy. Um, But basically, like, the TH would be the preferred uh, pronunciation. The way I kind of equated it is if you could roll your R's. If you're like, I have no ability to roll my R's when I'm speaking Spanish. Uh-huh. But if like you could, you know, you'd be like, yeah, good job, man. You you, you did that well. So it's kind of like that. But it's not like something you would need to do. Also, regarding Romanji, because you asked about Romanji, <laughs> uh, came from Japan. Welcome uh, to our educational podcast, learning all about <laughs> cultures. You're welcome. Official Japanese correspondent came from Japan. Said, <laughs> uh, Romanji is a big don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, they would most likely uh, just write it in Japan. Uh, they would just, like, speak in English rather than use oh, Romanji. Oh, uh, okay. Basically, okay. is what I understand. Like, like they don't use Romanji. Crazy. <laughs> so, That's three years of my life wasted. 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 Absolutely wasted. wasted. <laughs> so I had to write everything in Romanji. So before we get too involved into this lovely show, would mm-hmm. you like some facts? You know it. I have some science slash physics facts. The last one is going to be exciting to describe in an audio medium. I'm going to do my best. I've been, th- I've been literally, like, every place I went to <laughs> that was, like, cool mm-hmm. physics facts, everyone's like, this is the one. This is the weirdest thing ever. And I agree, it is. But I had to watch a cartoon to understand what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm, All right. I'm, I'm going to use All that. All right, so me and my basic level of understanding of science is going to try to parse this out. Yeah, so okay. I, I, had, and I, no, I had to watch it twice to make sure I understood <laughs> what was going on. And so now I am going to try to convey that in okay. regular human speech. <laughs> um, Lovely. But, but that's the last one. Um, <laughs> you could make any object to be as hot as the sun based on... You could like make a billion, billion tons of Arby sandwiches would be just as hot as the sun if you put them all together. Because it's the pressure of those things that produces the heat. Why would you want that many Arby sandwiches? Nobody would. <laughs> <laughs> if we were going to throw what out... What a waste of food. If we were to throw out all the Arby sandwiches <laughs> and compact them together... They it would, would create, be more powerful than the sun. <laughs> it would be as powerful. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> However, because it is not made of uh, hydrogen to maintain the fusion right. reaction, it would burn out quickly. Okay. But it's the pressure that causes the heat more than it, more okay. than the matter that causes causes the heat. So, what's the pressure in the sun then? Lots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to that question. Excellent. Moving on. <laughs> Atoms, while small, uh-huh. are made up of a lot of empty space, and oddly. <laughs> Another playwriter's coming into the quantum physics realm with wow. Tom Stoppard. He wrote Ro- Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, if you, yeah. you know, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. He also did some script rewrites on Revenge of the Sith. But <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, as everyone was making fun of George Lucas for, like, the, yeah. the dialogue, so they brought in good old Tom Stoppard, and people were still like, it's still garbage, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway. Suck my ass. <laughs> 
But he said, Tom Sauber said, if you made yourself a fist, uh-huh. and you thought of your fist as the nucleus of an atom, okay, the entire atom uh-huh. would be the size of St. Paul's Cathedral. Wait, what? Say so, that again. So, you, so your fist is the nucleus of the atom. Yes. Right? The rest of the atom uh-huh. as a whole... Is as big as a cathedral. Would be as big as a cathedral. So the nucleus is soups tiny. Yes. So, right. And there's a lot of empty space is what, like, relatively Well, speaking. isn't that so they can move faster to create heat and shit? I guess. <laughs> You'll have to look... Again, basic understanding, I might be completely wrong. But if that <laughs> atom had, like, was a hydrogen atom and had, like, an electron, uh-huh. the electron would be the same as a moth flying around the cathedral cathedral oh wow okay lots of extra space there. so there's basically saying that if you were to combine all the mass Mm -hmm. the actual mass not the space of all the atoms found in the human race Mm -hmm. and eliminate that excess space Mm -hmm. it would only be about the size of a teaspoon cool of all humans so basically we're only the size of a teaspoon yeah we're mostly empty space yeah, I've seen that a lot in people lately. And But that teaspoon would weigh about 5 billion tons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. While Saturn is the second largest planet in the solar system, it is actually less dense than water. Lots of air in its core? Uh, I is guess it hollow? It's because it's gas, I guess. But, but Jupiter's a gas planet, too, so I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but they said, theoretically, if you could find a body of water large enough, Saturn would float. Cool. Hey, quick question. Yes. Do all planets have the same kind of core as Earth? Uh, no, I think they all have different. It's all different stuff. Interesting. Different stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they, let me tell you something about these facts. These are not things I'm coming up with off the top of my head. I don't know this stuff. I had to look it up. I don't know. We've been married for nearly two decades. <laughs> and every day I'm asking you weird questions that you would probably never know. And yeah. I'm like, why don't you know yeah. this? Yeah, why don't you know more why about zebra husbandry? Yeah, why didn't you know this? <laughs> I don't understand. And, and I can feel like you getting a little disappointed every time I don't know the answer to some obscure fact. <laughs> Time slows the faster you travel. So if you were on an airplane, you would technically age slower than if you were sitting on your couch. But you would die from the radiation. Even if only by an infinitesimal amount. However, time can only slow so far. So if you're able to travel at the speed of light, which is 300 million meters per second, time would actually stop for you. I don't understand that. I don't know. But I'm, I don't understand that. I'm going to need much more information to understand what you just said. Okay. I want you to get working on, <laughs> on this experiment. I'm gonna, I, I, I need more information here. <laughs> okay. Here, here's another one. I, 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 got, I got a lot of the things that say quantum in them now. So oh, excellent. These are okay. my favorites because they are confusing. The only quantum that I really understand is, is the leaf? quantum soda from Fallout 4. <laughs> okay. Quantum entanglement. This is. And I actually wrote this note for myself. This is a weird one, so I'm going to do my best. Okay. But essentially, if you have two electrons. Okay. And you pair them. Electrons are the negative charge, yes? Yes. Yes. If you were to pair them so that they were identical. Okay. So they are now the same sort of electron. Mm -hmm. They would mirror each other no matter where they exist in the universe instantaneously. So that would mean faster than the speed of light. Wait, I don't understand. What are, so, what are okay. you trying to do here with these electrons? So if I have one elect, I, I have two electrons and I've paired them to be completely identical. Okay. Right? If I start spinning 
one of them, uh -huh. electron A, uh -huh. counterclockwise. Uh -huh. Electron B will also start spinning counterclockwise. So I'm spinning this one physically. Okay. This one's going to do it too. Okay. okay. Does, Why? Doesn't matter where they are in the universe. So this one could be in Akron, and this could be on Jupiter. And How and still why? do it at the exact same time. How? They don't know. Why? <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> I need more information. Witch in the woods. <laughs> but, like, I get that kind of um, suggests there is something you could do faster than light travel. Because it could be on the other side of the universe and it's still going to do the same exact thing. Cool. So, technically, we could teleport. Yeah. If, if we if were, if we were this... enough electrons... Yes. Then we could technically that's, that's teleport right. ourselves to the other area where there's tons of electrons. Yes. Well, because you'd have to because we're the yourself. same. Because yes. we're the same. Yes. You would have to like yeah, do something. Right? Like did I did I get that or? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the use of that would be. Okay. <laughs> uh. Well, instead of bending space time. Yeah. You would just spin real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, the goal of this is to make quantum tilt-a worlds for you. If and, the faster you spin, the more you'll spin to the other side of the galaxy. For you and your mirror you that's on like some planet. How okay? How would you find your mirror you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you keep walking. Eventually, you guys would hit each other, right? Or do you walk the same direction at the same time? Well, Wait, are they parallel? They're parallel, no, they're not right? Parallel. They're no. not attracted. They're repelling. They repel. So, yeah, you would keep walking forever, and your other you would just keep walking in the other direction. Yeah, so we would never meet up. It's like that shit in, like, Mario games when you get duplicate Marios, and then, like, half of them fall off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of like that. So, technically, you're killing yourself by hiking? Every time you walk. Sweet. That makes sense, right? Okay. <laughs> and, and they're killing you at the same time. It's a big, it's a chess match with you and I your doppelganger. I am very confused by this. Um, quantum foam is, okay, when we think of space, what do you think of? Black and stars. Emptiness, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. However, there are actually things within space that essentially blink in, in and out of existence. Oh. And they are called virtual particles. Oh, not not crawlers. Not what? Not not night crawlers. No, no, no. <laughs> they blink in and out blink of existence. <laughs> Bam! Um, essentially, these things blink in, out, in and out of existence in a way that breaks the laws of physics. Like, cool. This should not happen. But they are observable, so we know they exist. Neat. See, that just shows that our science and math is wrong. Yeah, and they and they they blink in and out of existence so quickly mm -hmm. that their existence actually doesn't make a difference. Wow! Like it doesn't affect anything. It. Just... So what are they? I, I don't know. It's something existential for sure. I, I don't know what that means. But the example I read said it basically would be like shoplifting an item, but then returning that item back to the shelf before anyone noticed. And losing your hand in the process. No, because you don't get caught. That's what that's what they're saying. Like It's like you steal, stole the thing, but you returned it, so nothing changes. It, it's just a weird thing that they don't understand. All of these things they basically don't understand. They're just like, wow, this is cool. Okay, here we go. Here's the big one. Oh, God, this is the hard one that I'm not going to... I had a hard time following on the previous. Oh, my God. Guys, when <sighs> I tell you, I've actually laid awake at night trying to figure out how I was going to explain this. Oh, Jesus. So, do you want me to go with follow-up questions? Because I'm sure I'll have a lot. You, you, you may. You <laughs> may have some. This is some weird, freaky, magic bullshit. Okay. Okay. So, this is called... And probably people know this and they'll understand... 
It's called the double slit theory. Sorry. <laughs> Who named this shit? Purvos. <laughs> um, nerds. Oh um, my god. Basically, okay. So you understand light is like photons, right? Yes. Very, very small pieces of particle. If you, when you hold your thumb up to and block out the light from a star, you are blocking out the photons that have traveled millions of years. She's like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> you were at your destination. Close, but no cigar. You just, yeah, you just like caught them at home when they're. Yeah. Like, but anyway, so basically, there's a little tiny. Thwarted again, photons. So here's the, here's the experiment. Let's see if I can explain it. They have a wall, right? Uh-huh. And in front of that wall is a screen, like a movie screen, right? Okay. And they put a single slit into the screen, and they shine light at the, the slit. Right? So it's like in a perpendicular okay. line. Or uh-huh. it's like a, oh, a vertical line. Right. So what do you think will be reflected on the wall behind the vertical line? Uh, the light photons that went through. Which would be in the shape of a vertical line. Vertical line, yeah. Right. Yes. Because the photons travel through mm-hmm. straight. Like the matter goes yeah. straight through. Yeah, right? yeah, Now if you put two parallel lines, slits, mm-hmm. and you shine light, what do you think is going to be on the wall behind it? The two slits. Wrong. Okay. What ends up happening is you get multiple lines. Because they fracture like a prism? Like a wave. So the particles start going through like a wave, and when the waves go through, they clash into each other, so they make multiple ones. Why? I'm getting there. Okay. (laughs) So, So basically, when it goes through a single slit, they're like, okay, those are particles. When they go through double, they're like, those particles are now acting like a wave. That shouldn't be. They should just be two lines straight through. Right. So this is where gets real. Okay. So they developed like a camera. And they're like, okay, we don't know what's going on here. This does not make sense. It acts like a wave when there's two slits. It acts like a, a, like a particle when there's one slit. Let's set up a camera so we can see what is actually happening to these photons. Like what they're doing. What are they yeah. doing? And they set up the camera, and they pointed at it. And God appeared. (laughs) And the particles started acting like particles again. So there's two slits, or two reflections. Then they take the camera off, and they start acting like waves again. So it's like the photons know they're being watched. So it acts differently. Just the observation of what they're doing will affect how they travel through the slits. Okay, so is there something in the camera that's reacting with them? I mean, I don't even know if it's a camera. It's just whatever device they use. Because whatever device they're using is clearly putting out some sort of, like, radiation or or something that is changing the way these things behave. I will only say no one knows why it does this. Hmm. But it seems like just, like, it's like... They're like, we're going through his waves. And then they're like, wait, a camera. Let's go through his. Nobody should see me in my bikini bottom. No. So we, <laughs> we literally don't know why they do this. Okay. So and, they're magic. They're I mean, alive. They're, these, these photons are alive. They are aware of, their, of being observed. For some reason, they know when they're being watched. <laughs> and I think I explained that pretty good. I want more science. <laughs> well, you came to the right place because we watch Quantum Leap, baby. <laughs> and if this show knows one thing, it is science. <laughs> 
So the show starts off. See, you know what? This is what really <laughs> pisses me off about the world in general. Mm-hmm. Is we have really cool shit like this. Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, no, no. Let's discuss something that happened thousands of years ago. Right. And not progress. You, okay, so. That's my problem. What is thousands it, of years ago thing are we talking about? Oh, abortion. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. This shouldn't be something we discuss. Well, yeah. The, the A, it's none of your fucking business. B, it's none of your fucking business. Right. This shouldn't be a discussion. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's like it's holding everybody back. Y- yes, because we're not Because used- we have this cool science shit of photons that know they're being watched. <laughs> and yet we're like, no. We need to regulate vaginas yeah. because we need a supply of orphans. We, we... Sim- like, I just... I... No! <laughs> it we, just... We, no! It doesn't make sense. We have some real cool shit we could do, and instead we're stuck on a vagina. The most mysterious thing of all? It's not mysterious! <laughs> <sighs> This show starts off with sexual harassment. (laughs) Very rapey. Um, The show starts off and it's Al, Dean Stockwell, driving through the empty desert where he runs into a woman with glowing earrings and shoes. She had glowing high heels. And the first thing he does is he rolls down the window, leans out. And stares at her from the feet up. Right. Not earrings down. No. Not even tits first. Just all over the body. Yeah. And then he speaks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a creep. That's a creep move. And then she hears a coyote and he's like, it's friendlier in here. And I was like, you know what? I'll take my chances being eaten by the coyote because that coyote's not going to fucking rape me. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I'll take my chances with the goddamn coyote. (laughs) Do we know, though, whether this woman is a spy? Do we ever find that out? No, she's just a prop. She's just a sexual object there to be harassed and raped while this guy is on his way to a wedding. His wedding. Was it his wedding? Yes. Oh, was it really? Yes. Uh, I I didn't catch that part. I... Ugh. I hate this show. Yeah. I'm going to have a really, really hard time being nice about this. Okay, continue. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, they, they kind of set her up like she's a spy of some sort. but and She's so not. But she, There's not a brain in there. So, it's like she only is interested. Like, this is what my question was about, like, the 80s. It's so crazy to me that in order to introduce, like, your main character or one of your... It's a two-hander. It's, you know... Uh, Bacula and Stockwell, and like they're they're like the best way to introduce this guy is this way. Yeah. So so it, it just it does say a lot about the 1980s. Like we were talking about like the 90s, how it became a regressive yeah. decade. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I mean, for women. It, sexism has always been bad. Yeah. Let's let's not sugarcoat this. No. It's always been bad, but therefore, while women started getting our rights back, we were able to have credit cards without a husband having to sign for it. We were able to finally own property without a husband having to sign for it. Right. Like we were able to finally start doing things. Right. And um and actually get 
bigger roles, better roles. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the 90s happened and it was all like, well, why don't we just continue sexualizing you? Yeah. Because we don't like how powerful you're getting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The best way to oppress anybody is to tell them they're garbage. It's just it's just a wild way to introduce a character to be like, he is going to be this like, uh, wolf, like Tex Avery style wolf. Yeah. Who's gonna like a wooga at women. Yeah. It's like, and like, that's like how we are gonna be like, yeah, he seems like a cool guy yeah. I wanna hang out with for. Yeah, five and years. then they all continue doing that. Yeah. Every single dude on this show is predatory. Every single yeah. one. Bakula is the least predatory, and he has sex with another man's pregnant wife. And she doesn't know he's he, not her husband. Yeah, and she doesn't. He's like, this is fine. I guess we're in love now. He's. I, I can totally have sex with her, even though it's fucking rape. At some point, he's like, I guess we're in love. I love her so much. And it's like, what is going on here? But the, uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit because we, we skipped over the Mike Post theme, who... Okay, so we should say this was written and created by Donald P. Belisario. From such fame as Magnum P.I. NCIS. Jag. Oh, my God. Fucking Jag. Airwolf, Kojak, and Quincy Emmy. Yeah. And I I had half-jokingly suggested we should do a Belisario uh, Uh month. I'm rethinking that majorly right now. So we're just going to put him on the shelf for a little bit. Um, but yeah, Mike Post does a theme as he did for Magnum P.I. It is not as good as the Magnum P.I. theme. No, this is a garbage theme song. It's like clown music. And it comes <laughs> on a lot. You, or you said at one point, it's like it's like the tourism music for like Vermont tourism. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. It is not something that gets you jazzed from no. the show. I made a note that said at six minutes and 30 seconds in, Erin is ready to tear her skin off. Yes. I don't know. Here's a big problem I have with the show. Mm. Is I feel like it was trying to do too much at once. Okay. Because basically the plot of the show is that this guy, we don't know. Because they spent the time with Al, like, creeping on this woman in the desert. Yeah, it was disgusting. That we are not actually introduced to Sam, the playwright, Beckett, (laughs) until, like... Like, there's, like, a glow on the horizon, and Al gets a phone call, and they're like, yo, Sam's just decided to go leaping. (laughs) And he's like, he can't go leaping. It's not fixed yet. And they're like, well, he's in there looking like he's having an orgasm in the tiny (laughs) way. Yeah, I was like, is he naked? No, he's wearing a leotard. He's, like, straight up Ken doll. Yeah, because I was like, there's a Ken doll happening down there. I don't see any goods. And it looks orgasmic for him. It It looks like he's having a very good time. So, so he leaves. Leaps, what we find out to 1956, yeah, into the brain area. Isn't it nice being a white man where you could travel back into any time and not be persecuted? Lovely, isn't it fantastic? But he travels into Tom, a uh, a, a flight. Uh, what were they called? Experimental. Experimental pilot. flight pilots. Pilot. He, but like they did it better on the X Files. <laughs> but my problem with the show is like he, when he goes back there, like that lovely synopsis said, his brain is Swiss cheesed. Yeah. So not only is he going back there, but and we haven't really been introduced to who he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah. So when he goes back, now we have amnesia going on, too. Yeah. So, like, 
I mean, I understood. I, I mean, it's definitely to hold your hand into this new area of science. Yeah, it, it's a way of like while he learns things, the audience yeah. can learn things. Yeah. But it's also like I feel like it really confuses a lot. Like they're already they're assuming that we have some sort of emotional connection to Sam yeah. right from the start. And the, I'm like, all I know about him is he gets off on this. Yeah, I would have rather this <laughs> instead of like the the creep thing in the desert. Yeah. I would have preferred the to the show to start with Sam in the lab. Yeah, and then when that Dean guy shows up, Al, yeah. Yeah. then it's really creepy because he does call him the boogeyman and it's like, well, that would have made it creepier it had it we not have known who the fuck this guy was. We, If we know who Sam is first, yeah. and then when he goes back in time, we're like, oh crap, he doesn't remember anything. Yeah, and then we're just seeing this random Al guy and, show up. It would be a lot creepier. And we already, they, they, you write Sam in such a way mm-hmm. that we like him already. Yeah. Like he's like a... He's Rewrite. Like, he's like, a, <laughs> he's like yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I know I've been kind of dealing with my own issues with like rewriting shows for people like I see a lot of like people like oh they should have done this in Miss Marvel or they Mm -hmm. should have done that and I understand we do that a lot on our podcast but then again I have to accept things for what they are not for what I want them to be and a lot of times what people want something to be isn't better <laughs> like like yeah some people wanted abort uh wanted to get rid of abortions i'm gonna be on this for a long time guys we're renaming the podcast we're renaming the podcast a woman's right to control her own vagina there you go how about that <laughs> in certain instances i think if there's like a critical like an actual critical way of like you could be like you could write this in a way that makes it better like mm-hmm. actually better like keeping the bones of what it is i'm not trying to rewrite the idea behind Quantum Leap. I'm just trying to write it in a way that doesn't alienate the viewer right away. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to say you should have told a bit different story. Mm-hmm. I'm t- saying you should have told the story better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that seems to be Does our... that feel like a distinction? Like, no, I'm... no, because that seems to be all of these shows that we've done on yeah. this podcast. We're always like, I just wish it was done better. Yeah. We say that a lot. Right. I think we give people too much credit. Okay. That's probably true. I don't think a lot of people could do it better. Yeah. I, I guess... I, well, I mean, I guess I'm saying in for me specifically, which is getting into that kind of narcissistic a level of like, make this for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not for other people. Right. But I'm just saying like, I would have liked to see Sam prior. To be mm-hmm. like, he's this, like, scientist. Like, we we don't even know why he's leaping yeah. without any kind of, like, safety protocols. Yeah, exactly. Like, I need to be doing, able to like this guy. Why is he doing it? I would have liked maybe if the show had started with him and, like, his senior director or whatever mm-hmm. is like, we're shutting down the Quantum Leap project. We don't... It's not financially viable. We don't see any application, practical application. He's like, no, right. i got to prove it to you. And they're like, it's not safe. It's not cleared. And he's like, well... I'm going to do it anyway. And then you're like, okay, he's like someone who really believes in what he's doing and he feels like it's important that he's going to risk his life to do it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then we're kind of on his side, but we don't get any of that. Yeah. They, They omit that, if that's even the case, for the woman in the desert. Yep. Which does nothing. No. Except piss me off immediately. Except piss you off immediately. <laughs> and, and so then, so he Swiss cheesed in the past. And now the show not only has not really explained to you what's going on. Right. But he doesn't know what's going on. And it's a full 30 minutes before he actually has a conversation with Al 
to be like, hey, it's a 45-minute show, so two-thirds of the show is over before he's like, oh, and by the way, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, with someone with, like, only a passing knowledge of the show, like, I knew enough about the show to, like, I knew his brain went into people's brains and he controlled them or yeah. whatever. But, I, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. So going into more specific things. So, oh, and just overall plot situation. Mm-hmm. He is in the past. He's in this uh, pilot. His wife is pregnant. They are supposed to be testing a new plane that keeps exploding. Yeah. And he has to be in this body until next Tuesday. I don't know what day it is. It's Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, it was he, Saturday, and Al tells him to learn how to fly. Basically, because... Learn how to fly an experimental plane in two days. Ba- yeah, because he is going to... He's on the schedule to mm-hmm. fly it on Monday. Yeah, and they can't pull him out until Tuesday. Yeah. I don't understand why he can't just ask for a reassignment. Because he's acting weird. Everyone sees he's acting weird. He's yeah. like, he's telling people, like, like I'm seeing all he this has to do, person. All he has to do is go up to the to the lead, yeah. that colonel or whatever, yeah. and be like, I cannot fly. Yeah. I, can, I don't remember how. This is not a joke. Please test me psychologically. Yeah. I don't remember almost anything. Now, is that a comment on male fragility where you can't, in the 50s, express any sign of weakness? Because I'm pretty sure his friend sees this weakness and is going to try to steal his wife. <laughs> uh, his friend just enjoys just raping women. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but honestly, is that what wouldn't? But that wouldn't make sense either, though, because Sam shouldn't have that hang up since he's 30 years in the future. So he should like, be able to be like, yeah, like he should be like, look, I know I'm supposed to fly yeah. this on Monday. I am not fit to fly. Here's the thing. Even in the military, regardless of your toughness or macho-ness, you're flying a multi-million dollar experimental aircraft. It comes down to the money. And I will guarantee you that if you're not fit for duty... Yeah. You will not be flying that. Like, what what are the stakes of the show Mm -hmm. except for he can either fly it and kill himself... Yeah. Or he can say, hey, I'm not fit for mm-hmm. duty. And then when Tom comes back into his own brain, they're yeah. like, well, you got fired. Yeah. But, I mean, like, his wife wouldn't mind that, clearly. Yeah. She doesn't really... She's clearly nervous about this whole yeah. thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't really... And like you said, like, I think something like that, like, I know the idea of male fragility. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been an issue in the 50s or whatever, and maybe even in the 80s. But, like, there's no... I think the military would appreciate you going, I <laughs> don't feel like I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then you also have other people that could be like, yeah, he was telling me he was seeing someone who yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. When I left him alone to pilot, which mm-hmm. even I could pilot. Uh, like, from when I, my <laughs> father was in the Air Force for a little yeah. bit. And he didn't have good enough eyes to be a re- like a real, real pilot. Right. But... He said the hardest part of flying is the landing and the taking off. Yeah. Like, once you're up there, and the guy, like, leaves him, and he's like, I got to go pee. Can you just take care of this plane? And he doesn't and even like, bother holding the wheel. He doesn't, like, like, I've seen enough movies to be, like, <laughs> the guy's like, take it up to 25,000 feet. I would have enough sense to grab the joystick, or whatever it's called, <laughs> and, like, pull back. Right. Because I've seen that in enough movies that if you pull back, you go, Well, oh. now, you have to be careful with the, the speed that you pull it, because you can shear a plane in half. 
Right. Based on the forces of well, physics. I'm not going to This yank isn't it. this isn't like super easy. So I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. He nearly crashes cuz it goes to the right. <laughs> however, he doesn't even bother trying. He just literally lets go of the wheel. Cuz <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's like he's like because he's starting to settle into this. Like, he's like, yeah. well, maybe I guess I'm Tom now. <laughs> I, I like this woman, and I like her son, so I guess I'm just going to... I'm just going to bang her and it, live my life out in this... As Tom. As I'm just Tom. Gonna, I'm just going to assume my life is now Tom. <laughs> and he's like, and this is a great gig for me. I'm a sexy <laughs> experimental pilot, and I don't have to fly the plane. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> And that, that honestly, I'm paraphrasing, but that was That's basically definitely what, he what said. happened. Yeah, he definitely in one of his yeah. many incessant voiceovers says, yeah. "It's great. I'm a pilot that doesn't have to fly the plane, but I get all like the accolades <laughs> of being like this like experimental pilot." Right. I didn't understand a lot of like. Well, let, let's say something good about Bacula really quick. He's surprisingly tight. Yeah, he's got some <laughs> nice delts. Yeah, he's he's fit. Yeah, he's fit. He's a fit guy. He's fit. He's attractive. No, he's fit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the personality has completely turned me off. Well, I cannot look past it. Well, it's not just like the lascivious nature of Bacula, mm-hmm. like just like assuming like this woman's my wife now. Yeah. But also that his acting style could only be described as pooping. I have severe <laughs> constipation. And I'm trying to get it out. Or I'm going to cry. And I and at some points I was like, was Dr. Sam Beckett a 12-year-old boy? Because his emotional mm. level seems to be of a very young person. Mm. Like, he... he I don't know how to really describe it necessarily, okay. but he even, like... His voiceovers are even, like, in a higher register, like he's doing a kid's voice. Right. It's like, oh, I don't know about this. This is going to be real crazy. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Who is this show for? (laughs) Like, and that was another thing. I don't know who the show is for because it seems. It better not be for young boys. These are some bad messages. It seems too childish for adults, Mm -hmm. but also, like, too adult it's definitely not setting a great message for young boys. No, it is not. And it's definitely not for girls. No, no, it is not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I'm not saying if you're a woman, you can't enjoy it. I'm just saying, like, it was not made for you. No, it definitely <laughs> sure. was not. Any more than, like, Magna P.I. was. You yeah. Know? Like, it's definitely tapping into an adolescent male yeah. fantasy. Yeah. I, I didn't understand. I, I don't understand what's supposed to happen now that he's... What is... What is what is the purpose of the show? Do you know at this point? No. What the purpose of, is of no. the show? No, I have no idea. Is he no supposed idea. to be helping people? I don't know. Is it just like the novelty of traveling through time? I guess it's that. And like learning about different things. I don't. I don't understand how or why you would want to be in another person's body. Right. That feels really disgusting to me. It feels very weird, and it's. It's going to be loaded with a lot of ethical landmines. Yeah, and I'm which sure... Which he seems perfectly content yeah. running right through. Yeah, like, I have a feeling there's probably going to be one where he leaps into a body of a woman, and oh, it I, is oh, not going to be good. 100%. I know there, there are episodes, like, I think there's episodes where he uh, oh, leaps into the body of an African-American person oh, during civil rights. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's that kind of thing. 
So I understand the purpose, I guess, of the show in that regard. But it doesn't feel like it's being... Because they don't actually understand. Yeah. I, I, they just want to pretend like they do. Oh, look, I'm in this situation. It sucks. No, you don't fucking get it. It feels like they want to make something that's making bold, philosophical mm-hmm. commentary on life. Mm-hmm. But it does not feel like the type of show that's equipped no. to handle Oh, it is most problems. definitely not equipped. If this first episode is any indication, they have no fucking clue. But, like, on a smaller scale, like, again, who is the show for or or, or what is the show about? Like, because it seems like he's into this guy's body and it's, it's named Tom. Mm-hmm. And Tom seems like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Tom apparently is known for telling really bad and poor taste jokes. Yeah. Because, like, when he says something. Nobody believes know, him. Because he doesn't know. Yeah. But it comes off poorly in, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, if it was, like, someone you knew saying this. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, don't be like that, Tom. And then when they're driving home from the bar, she's like, I'm so happy you only drank a couple beers and (laughs) didn't, like, yell at me in public. And so so it's like, so I'm like, okay, so he is this uh, kind of hinted at sort of not great. A piece of shit. Piece of shit. But, like, on Tuesday... Tom, the piece of shit, is going back in that brain. Yeah. So in the meantime, his wife is like, wow, Tom's really <laughs> changed his ways. <laughs> and then she's going to have a rude awakening when Tom comes back, unless Tom is having a similar... Well, you know what? You know, she's still with him. Well. <laughs> if she's fed up, she can fucking leave. <laughs> of course, that's that's providing she can even get a job and take care of her kids. Yeah, it's 1956. Yeah. I wrote there the sexual relationships or the sexual dynamics in the show are just gross. Yeah. They are trying to be flirty and sexy, but nothing about it comes off natural. No. It's always a little bit creepy. It's and predatory. I, I don't, yeah, it's predatory. And it's not, you can tell it's not making a commentary on it. They're yeah. saying, like, this is fine. Th- this is fine. This is right. This is yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes, though, is okay, so they're up in the, 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 the airplane, mm-hmm. and one of the pilots takes off. Uh, you know, they're like they're they're taking a large airplane and they're pooping out a smaller airplane to like oh check I speeds. I actually wrote that down because I was like, you know what I do enjoy the it? stock footage of the Air Force planes. Yeah, <laughs> I liked watching the the the, the, the baby actual, uh, <laughs> the baby, yes. baby plane the baby plane leave the mommy plane the military term. <laughs> leave the mommy plane. <laughs> And fly out. I thought, oh, that's really fun. Now he's turning on the rockets midair yeah. and going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fun to watch. But I just kind of enjoyed that because I'm one of those suckers who are like, ooh, air shows. Well, that's, be- <laughs> that, that's you would say that's better than a scene where she's asking two other women about her stretch marks on her legs. Yeah, yeah. That went yeah. nowhere. That went, that went nowhere. nowhere. She's like, and like that whole scene is really just to show she's freaking out about her husband flying. Yeah. But he's not even flying the crazy no. aircraft right then. No. But anyway, so this guy is in this aircraft. They're trying to hit Mach 3. Can't quite make it. And then he tries to turn while he's going Mach 2. Oh, two. my God. And even I was like, no, dude, you will. <laughs> that plane yeah. will crash. Yeah. You're going to cut it in half <laughs> because the forces of physics are pulling on it. And sure enough. The and plane, sure enough, the plane it goes, explodes. It, it goes haywire. It explodes. He fortunately ejects. Yeah. But the, the plane lands and like someone's like, did you see that? 
<laughs> like someone on the ground's like, did you see that? Where is it? Where, Where is, is it? it? And there's this huge black smoke. It's like a plume. Trail. It looks it's, like a Mount Doom. It's enormous. <laughs> and they're like, where is it? Um, and I just wanted to say, I'm not even a pilot. Yeah. This dude should have known better. And that's the thing. These are like supposed to be the elite yeah. group of fighter and pilots. And they make such a rookie mistake. Like, and like he was it was one it would have been one thing maybe mm-hmm. had the pilot at the time been freaking out. Yeah, if like, he had like, like oh my god, suddenly he panicked or like, something. Like he panicked and he did something yeah. stupid. But they showed him being very like He was very calm. It's like all those like NASA like mm-hmm. audio when like something horrible happens in space and you're like we're losing decompression. <laughs> yeah. Death is imminent. Like, like we they... have enough oxygen to last five more seconds. Over. Over. <laughs> so, like, like that was his his vibe. So yeah. it wasn't like he like freaked out and no. did something stupid. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, it was crazy. So uh, then he takes her. Like we said, we went to, they go to a bar at one point. He takes her dancing, and this is another moment where we see Tom is a piece of crap. Yeah. Where she's like. Tom, you never ask me to dance. And, like, at this point, Sam Beckett is totally like, she's mine now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so they start dancing. And, like, they have half a dance, and he sees Al, and he wants mm-hmm. to, like, sit her down. And he gaslights her, and he's like, no, 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 I'm worried about you. Yeah. We're not going to dance. And she's like, but we never get to dance. He's like, I don't care. She's like, but this is my favorite song. He's like, we have all night. And I'm like, yeah, but her song is playing now. Yeah. Maybe you dance through <laughs> her song, and then she can sit down. But he's not worried about that stuff. No. Oh, and, the, and another thing this show does, a, another added level to this show. Yeah. So he's this person we don't really know. Mm-hmm. He's gone back in time. He has amnesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he's gone into the body of a possibly abusive husband. Yes. He doesn't know how to fly this experimental plane no. that he's going to have to do. Uh, and then at some point he realizes his father, who died in 1974, still would still alive. be alive. So now we have the added complication of him trying to contact his dead father, which we don't find out <sighs> until like maybe five minutes to the end of the show. Again, like these are things that I feel like could have been introduced far earlier. Again, yeah. you introduce him in the lab, right. being told the Quantum Leap project is shutting down. On his desk, maybe he's like holding a picture of his father, like, you know, <laughs> out fishing or whatever, right. or the crap. And he's like, Dad, like this was your dream, and I'm going to like make it happen. Right. Like, maybe it was his father's idea. To, well, he was a dairy farmer. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. something that like... Don't introduce this whole, uh, or if you're going to introduce it, introduce it in another episode, maybe. Yeah. Like, not right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was crazy. We learned that Sam can do nothing. He can neither fish, fly, or fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They, I, I, t- I do not like the tone of this show. It is making me nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the clown music is incessant. Yes. And that's really all I have to say about this show. I, mm-hmm. I really didn't find it very engaging no. or... Interesting. Exactly. Um, I did look up why they named him Sam Beckett. Okay. Because that was very. That's like Sam Beckett. Samuel yeah. Beckett is a, a waiting for Godot. It's a yeah. huge yeah. playwright. It's not like an accident. Yeah. You know, like you didn't just name him Samuel Beckett. But I also have not watched enough of the show to make it clear. Clear. Apparently. Right. So someone asked online, and they said that. Much of Samuel Beckett's work is concerned with the theme of time and how it affects our perception of the world and ourselves. So in Crap's last tape, Beckett portrays a man listening to recordings from earlier in his life. Another example is his work play, which details a single event from three different time frames and viewpoints. And Waiting for Godot, obviously, is about two men waiting for an event that never happens, but they keep waiting anyway. 
And in Quantum Leap, we have a time traveler leaping through time uh, who experiences uh, moments from different point of views uh, multiple times, and he desperately wants to go back home, a goal which seems increasingly impossible as the show goes on. But we haven't even gotten to that point no. yet. Because he, he doesn't even know enough to know to go home. Yeah. At this point, after 45 minutes. We mm-hmm. don't know any of this. We don't know what he's lost. Mm-mm. We know nothing. We don't know anything. We just know he doesn't quite belong, and yeah. there's something weird going on. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what the the spoiler for the entire show is. I was going to Don't you. care, because I'm not going to watch it. Well, I know, but I'm telling <laughs> you, it's a 30-year-old show. I'm not yeah. really spoiling anything for people who've watched it. But the final episode of the show ends with a title card that says, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. <laughs> he kept leaping and never returns home. The end. Cool. So, like, so don't fuck with science. So it's, like, it's, kind, it's kind of a controversial ending because okay. everyone wanted a happy ending or well, I, home. I like that ending. Yeah. I have to admit. I, I think it's a pretty ballsy ending for yeah. a TV show that's gone on for five years. I mean, in a way, it is a bit like Poochie returned home. Poochie? <laughs> Poochie returned home and his ship exploded on the way back. Yeah. Like, we're never going to deal with this again. He's yeah. gone. But yeah, I think it's a pretty ballsy ending of a show to be mm-hmm. like, oh, and he never makes it home. Well... And like, what Who does knows? that say? what does that say? Like existentially, does yeah. I mean, we haven't seen no I mean, I, red light, green light. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said during the watching of the show that this is maybe the your least favorite show we've ever watched. Yeah, and I have forgotten. 90% of what we've watched. Well, that doesn't really help your case. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. This is going to be forgotten pretty yeah, quickly. Pretty quickly. I had hoped this would be better. It's a show that, and like, again, like with any, I feel like I do have to make this distinction mm-hmm. every once in a while. Remember, we only watched the first episodes. Yeah. These, so I can't speak to the quality of a show after that first episode. Exactly. That's not, our whole point is just judging it on the first episode. Yeah. and how, First impression. First impression, do, does this make me want to watch more? Exactly. And so if you're a person who's like, how dare them besmirch my beloved quantum leap? Right. It's possible it gets better. I don't know. Right. I'm saying based on this first episode, it's mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. I don't want to know what happens to him. Yeah. He is not. They did not do a good enough job endearing his character, any of the characters to me to want to further engage with these people. Exactly. That's not how the rest of the world feels, though. Okay. Because in September of this very year. Oh, Jesus. We well, will, you know what? I. We will have a reboot. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the time anymore. It yeah. really doesn't. Uh, we will have a reboot coming out this year in September. Not with Scott Bakula. It's with a, a, a different gentleman. I think Alexander Lee, I want to say. So, I don't know. But it, from what I read, it is like a sequel to this. Because they acknowledge the fact that 30 years ago, Sam Beckett disappeared. And then this guy's like, cool, I want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly wasn't smart enough with tech. I've got Wi-Fi now, guys. <laughs> exactly. So do you want to know what other people uh, felt about this show? Not really. Okay, great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no science, just preaching God is controlling everything BS. Oh, Jesus. This is from Lee Angus. Uh, It was written relatively recently, and it warns of spoilers. I used to like this show when I was a kid. Then I grew up and watched it again. Oh, God. Oh, boy, what a complete mess of a show. 
First of all, there is zero science in this show. Correct. Correct. It is just gobbledygook. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I understand. See, the thing with, like, Star Trek and stuff is, like, I think they have, like, yeah. technical advisors. That, like, yeah. At least, like. They try. From it's, a theoretical. It's what I like to call fictional science. Sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's. Speculative. It's, it's science that tries to be real. Yeah, they they take what we know now and because try to extrapolate some sort of like how would this fantasy be? with that. Yeah, like yeah. like I make fun of like there should be a drinking game in Voyager. Yeah. How many times they talk about memory engrams. Oh my god, or Borg technology. You, well, Whenever they're backed into a corner. Oh, can we use your Borg technology? Oh, Borg, Borg technology, but, oh. but I'm saying like an engram is a real thing. It's right. a hypothetical thing and then like they've just been like yeah. how do we science this hypothetical in Yeah. You know, 500 years, this is a real thing. Exactly. You know, but like this show was just like, you could tell they were just like, science word, science word, science word, science world, magic. Like (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we were supposed to believe that a quote unquote genius that was the leading authority in the world of quantum mechanics basically says God is responsible for all his leaps. (laughs) No, no attempt at all to use science to answer anything. It was just God having a laugh. So accept it. Well, It was his fault for getting into the, like, yeah, this God is, device, I guess. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be fucking with God. <laughs> you know. You know. It's not. I mean. Next, the plots get very repetitive to the point that you already know what is going to happen as soon as you see Sam jump into a new body. Mm. I could see that. I like, definitely as soon as, see like, that. As soon as, like, that Mark's brother's duck soup mirror scene happens, mm-hmm. and he look, every episode's going to have a scene with another actor, like, mirroring. Yeah. You, like, are pretty much going to know what's going to happen. Like, he's going to look in his face. Oh, and, I'm a different person. Uh, oh, I'm a woman. You know, whatever's going to happen. Like, yeah. And from there, the plot basically writes itself at that point. It's like, I know exactly what's going to happen in this. Right. It's not going to be done well. No, and he's not going to learn a damn thing. It just becomes very boring very quickly after the first season. All in all, a very poor show. show. I would say even after the first episode. Yeah. DeVictor Schwartz says, very good for the spirit, the mind, and faith. Can you see why I picked this one? Oh, God. This show satisfies awe, wonder, faith, love, and even a little bit of science. A little bit of science. My show about quantum science has a little bit bit about science. As it is a science fiction, I feel it is more of a religious show. I like it. We cannot change the past, but we should learn to accept the future with our present. For all of this, it is difficult, and we cannot do it alone, unless being a self-reliant loner sounds like a good way to spend your entire life. Actually. It does, actually. A self-reliant loner sounds like how we should all be living Yeah, I feel kind of fine with that. Self-reliant. And a loner. And you don't have to deal with other people. I like it. This show helps to enlighten you in ways that you can really do just that. Oh, they do, I guess. However, there is a huge flaw on the science side of the show, and that if time travel were possible, and if Sam really did accomplish these things, then the chain reaction caused by it would mo- have most likely made it so that it wouldn't be here now to make this review. Whatever. Dork. Dude, uh, it's not <laughs> real. However, maybe I'm here in place of another person who would have been here in my place because of what Sam did. He does all capitals when uh. he says Sam. So, to save the other me who isn't me, maybe man should never have traveled through time. And I should just admit that in light of that, I don't deserve to be here. Because the show includes God, we can also assume that everything will get taken care of with a little faith. And, and I, I wrote that they're making a comeback, a really progressive social commentary. Oh, boy. No comment. No, no comment on that one, huh? No. 
So yeah, I um, ultimately I, I don't think it's a good show. I don't. No, I don't either. I don't think I, if I were a, a, a person watching it in 1989, mm-hmm. based on who I am, I don't think I would have liked it then. Right. Like I don't. I don't see the appeal. I don't really see the. I take it back. I think a reboot could be interesting. If done properly. If done properly. And uh, maybe I'm... Based on current events, I would say people still don't fucking get it. Yeah. So it's not going to be good. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's going to... No. No. No, they've learned jack shit. We are not going to go to series on this. Uh, We've given your ideas of what would make it better. Uh, so we're just going to say the piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, since we're doing Back to Bacula, we will be doing Star Trek Enterprise and see how that shakes out. Wow, I'm... I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> I mean, do you blame Scott Bakula for this show, though? Like, is it his fault? Like, is he the main driver of why it wasn't good? No. No. Yeah. The acting was was not the worst part of this. Right. Yeah. Definitely not. No, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't under, I don't know why watching another Scott Bakula show. Because his face is now associated with this. Uh, okay, so we should have watched the Enterprise first. <laughs> Let's see if he brings that shitting grin with him. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so next week we'll be watching Star Trek Enterprise. Enterprise. Or we'll Enterprise. Pick you up. <laughs> that's that's going to be their tagline. I, I hope we get. Enterprise. We'll pick you up. <laughs> I hope we get lots of Car Fox commercials. Oh, God. That, sweet, sweet what, Car Fox. What is was, with all of the animal mascots? You've got the dumb Limu Emu, which is dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah. Because it's well, for insurance. Well, it, it all traces back, I can only imagine. To, to the, the gecko, gecko gecko. But he's the only one that works. Yeah, I know, because he's adorable. Yeah. They, they're not even trying to make that fox adorable. But remember when Geico was trying to, like, have, they had, like... The caveman? They had, like, 15 yeah. different, like... They were just throwing mass. shit at the wall and to see what settled, stuck. And, they said, and the gecko stuck. The gecko ate yeah. them all. It ate them all. Don't trust geckos. No. They're dangerous creatures. They and are. they have dirty mouths, so... Yeah. Give you an infection. But anyway, we will see you next week for Star Trek Enterprise, unless we need to change that for whatever reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> this you. hasn't been particularly fun. No. So anyway, we'll see you next week. But why should I be required to be fun? You don't have to be fun. No My asking, freedoms have been taken away. No one's asking you to have fun. I can't exactly be fun. You're allowed to express yourself however you need to. And if you guys are sick of hearing this shit... Then stay out of my vagina. There you go. That easy. <laughs> Give me back my freedoms, and I'll start joking again. <laughs> it's that simple, bitch. Anyway, uh, we love the good ones of you. We, you know what? I'm I'm actually quite impressed with um, the really clever women who uh, have been pranking some of these people yeah that's that's been really impressive i'm and i'm really impressed with all the dudes who are getting vasectomies yeah uh so they can prevent 
pregnancies and prevent putting women into that situation. I think that's being very responsible. Yeah. And I'm I'm quite impressed with all of that. What I'm not impressed with are the fuckers who are still like, you're killing babies. No, we're fucking not. No, we're fucking not. Well, again, that's a minority of, of, uh, of people. Yeah. But we just need certain people, lawmakers, to actually do what the majority of people want. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, I am in, I am impressed with is, with quite a few people. Yeah. So there's some there's some goodish yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. But anyway, we will see you next week for Star Trek Enterprise, and we love you. Yes, I love you. Love you too. It's just hard to show it right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Bye.